Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not sure how happy a happy hour it is because Justice is uh, stumbling around in the alley drunk and just threw up in the fucking dumpster. And we're holding back Justice's hair. While it pukes in the toilet. So, so it doesn't get chunks yeah. in its hair. No. And yeah. we don't have voting rights yet until nope. my friend Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, is on a hunger strike. I mean, people, come on. We we've, need it. We've got to get the uh, voting rights. There is no other issue. Right. As what as that's what Rob uh, Rob Reiner said to me as we were waiting at the valet for our cars. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Like, there is no other that cocktail. I have become uh, Mrs. Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I, I have I, I well I mentioned Mrs. Eagle when I hit on Joe Madison repeatedly, but I am worried. I'm like eat Bob, eat you too skinny. We're hunger strike. And he laughs every time you call his wife Mrs. Eagle. It's well you know. <laughs> it's weird. He's hot. Oh my! And I miss him, and I want I just yes. want him to eat again, please. I've become, I'm his Sally Struthers, please, in the arms of no, the No, that's not. Pass the John Lewis Act so that Joe Madison can That's not Sally Struthers. That's not. No. That's Is that not. a different commercial? Yes. Get him a fucking sandwich and pass voting rights. That's my point, people. That was the dogs chained up in the yard. Also. <laughs> also, we have Miles Taylor. Uh, yes. Present, not former, present Republican. Yep. But anonymous, right? Yeah. From the, what's happening to my box? Thank you. Anonymous, he's the right but he is working to, uh, you know, save America to, from the fascism that Donald yeah. Trump is bringing. God bless him. Yeah, He's the Republican that we need. He's the Republican who's right. actually going to have a conversation with us and get I, shit done. I want to go back to hating him and arguing about other things. Okay, calm down, girl. <laughs> as soon as we save America from the fascism. I think he was mildly out. impressed that your dad ran for vice president with Barry Goldwater. That was a, that was a name drop. <laughs> that, I, that's how I sold him on this interview, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> How we, that's how we drag him in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Steph's dad famously lost the election. And we got to see his little scruffy dog, which was fantastic. Martini. Yeah. Yes, his dog Martini. Adorbs. Okay. And, and if, you, if you subscribe to the video podcast, you'll see it too. Oh, okay. And he's super cute. And, he's, and he is trying to save America. Yes, and bless we need his, that. Bless his heart. And it, we talked about how much it fucking pissed Trump off. It's a synonymous, synonymous... Anonymous. Remember, you can't even pronounce anonymous. No. Anonymous. anonymous. Anonymous needs to be executed. Anonymous. It's fantastic. Okay, so, <laughs> so please, for God's sakes, help us hold uh, uh, Justice's hair while it pukes in the toilet. <laughs> while Miles uh, Taylor and Joe Madison trying to get yeah. our democracy back. Okay, happy happy hour. Woo. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. 
a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Speaking of fine Americans, my black eagle has landed. Joe Madison of SiriusXM and my heart joins us now. I, I wish I were there to embrace you. I, I, you know, I so miss this, not us all uh, getting uh, getting together. But I, I got to tell you, I'm, and I, I, I want to say this because I don't get a chance, but I am just a big fan because when I leave oh. my studio, no, and I don't, I don't say this to flatter you. I say it because I appreciate what you do and how you do it. Aww. And I and and uh, Friday, what is it? Friday, the Black Power Hour. Yes, <laughs> with Brangela. Yes, they people must think I'm crazy when they see me driving, and, and I'm <laughs> cracking up. But uh, uh, Angela is Angela's homegirl from Detroit. Yes, you know, I spent. Yeah. 20 years in Detroit, yeah. but they are, you know, send them my love. They, I will. They're good. I, they, they're are, good. Uh, they are magic. Mm-hmm. They are magic. Um, yeah. You are also magic. I return the favor. You are back in your eagle's nest there at uh, Sirius XM finally, and I am, uh, as you know, a longtime fan of yours as well. And so I, the first thing when I heard you were doing a hunger strike for voting rights, I was like, no, he's too skinny <laughs> already. I'm already worried about you. <laughs> I know, well, I know you have a Mrs. Know, Eagle because I've met her and she's beautiful and fantastic, but I'm worried about you. I know this is no, really a brave and patriotic thing to do, but it's uh, it's a big deal, a hunger strike. Yeah. Well, my, my response to that and has been we should worry about the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I have said this. Uh, look, I, I you know, I, I kept watching all of these different protests, uh, Stephanie, and. And, and, and then, again, listening to Francis, Angela, and you guys, I mean, raising hell, and, and rightfully so. Um, and, and then, you know, I'm, I went into my history uh, book, and I thought about the end of the first Reconstruction, 1877. You, you had the 14th and 15th Amendment. I'll go through this quickly. Because our friend Tom Hartman can give it to you uh, in, in detail. Yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> but, uh, feel like there's going to be a test when I listen to Tom Hartman. <laughs> I start to sweat. And I'm like, oh. But but what happened was the compromise was to take away uh, federal troops from southern states, and as soon as Rutherford B. Hayes agreed to that, here come the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. They they took away. The, the the vote of, of all of black folk and these black codes and the whole culture of the of the country changed. And and there was also an attitude in the country, even in the north, well we've done enough for black folk mm-hmm. and we gave them the fourteenth and fifteenth amendment. So, you know, we've done enough. Well, you know, for seventy, eighty years, um, the, the franchise was threatened. And here we are now what I refer to, Stephanie, as the almost the end of the second Reconstruction, and what are they going after? Our vote. You've got 
we've got 400 voter suppression bills that have been introduced in 49 states. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and the John Lewis bill and the right and the uh, the other t bills, uh, the other bill, um, my God, uh, all it does is to pre prevent, it protects our vote. It yeah. keeps it from su suppressing us. Well, I got to tell you, I started channeling my mentor, my friend. We've been in more, we, uh, we used to laugh, we've been in some of the best jails in America. Dick Gregory. <laughs> And, I, you know, I said, what would Dick do? And I talked to his son, Christian, and he said, you know what? And I talked to, talked to him about, we got to do a hunger strike. We, we just got to, and what's the purpose? Suffragettes, they did a hunger strike in England. Yeah. They did it in America to get the right to vote. So the protest is to get attention. Yeah. Now, I've got four children, five grandchildren, one great-grandchild, and quite candidly, you know, I don't want them to 50 years from now, 30 years from now, look back and and see where their their vote has been suppressed. Mm -hmm. So I, that's why I went on the hunger strike. Yeah. And they have three oh. options, everybody, three options. Yeah. Uh, one, you uh, the Congressional Black Caucus said, look, reconvene the Senate and, and take a take another vote. Now they've done, they've knocked it down using the filibuster five times. They weren't even the allowed second, debate. Yeah. Republicans weren't yeah, even allowed what, debate. Won't even allow debate. And I'm not going to sit here and with and with my with my generation having my children say, "Well, what what did you do? Yeah, what did you do to stop this?" Then the second thing you can do is pass the Freedom to Vote Act. Yeah, yeah. And 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 then the third thing. And this is what really is, 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 is ticking me off. Just blow up the filibuster. You know, nuke the filibuster. And the reason I say that, I think I sent your crew a, a clip that Mitt Romney. Oh, you don't want to do that because, you know, a 50-50 chance Trump might become president. Yeah. We might take over the Senate, Stephanie. And you'll need the filibuster uh, for something. Now, get this. Other than protecting the voting rights and that's just another way of saying you know you guys want to blow up the filibuster to protect black people and yeah. and that's all he's saying because yeah. these these voter suppression laws in 49 states the only reason that they got introduced was it, because black folk turned out to vote yep. yeah why does someone why doesn't someone ask mitt romney joe wh wh why did your party vote for voting rights 98 to nothing just a few short years ago under George W. Bush. Well, why, why, we, Thank why, you. The reason we need to do this is because, as you just said, there are voter suppression bills in 49 uh, states, and we have a Republican Senate that will not even allow debate on this. And You got it. And, that's it. So that's why, that's why I decided yeah. a hunger strike. So it, the question is, well, what about your health? It's, it's, it's not about me. It is about my children. And I got to tell you, somebody I wouldn't give you a dime for right now, and that is Tim Scott, mm -hmm. the senator yeah. from South Carolina. Yeah. His ancestors, his forefathers, must be rolling over in their grave to be from South Carolina, knowing that when African-American newly freed slaves had the right to vote in South Carolina, they damn near controlled the state legislature. Yeah. 
they sent members to the Congress, and 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 here he is yeah. putting party over principle. I mean, by the way, tune in this Friday for the biscuit recipe of Tim Scott, uh, <laughs> as brought to you by Frangela on the Black Power Hour. <laughs> I would I'll never say anything about his biscuits, but Frangela has thoughts. Okay. Good. Well, that, that's why I love her because it, I mean, I don't know how he looks in the mirror at right. himself. I, know. I mean, I know. this is crazy. This is Did, great. And South Carolina led the way in yeah. dis, uh, disenfranchising yeah. black folk. Well, but but also, I mean, how many of these votes are we going to have to have, Joe, before it, it Manchin gets that? You know, he's the one that's like, oh, I do my bill and we'll get Republican votes. He got none. He got one. He got Lisa Murkowski. I mean, just to get a carve out, at least, for voting rights. Um, you said, agree or disagree, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema have done more to help Mitch McConnell than most people of his own freaking party. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why he openly no, no, praises then, them. Mm-hmm. No, it, I, look, I, I, maybe I can send this to you. I played, I think it was a two-minute public service piece talking about how uh, Joe Manchin and his family are making millions of dollars. Yeah. Their average income in, in, in West Virginia is $26,000 a year. Yeah. And, and here he is. You know, making, I mean, making mil. his whole family is making millions yeah. of dollars. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying to uh, Joe Biden, you know, he's got to be able to find something that that Joe Manchin wants or that at least his state yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah. You right, know, they're, right. they're damn near well, last in education. They're damn near last in infrastructure. Uh, all that is on record. And I think you have to pull, you, you know, you got to do what LBJ did. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm looking yeah. at those uh, photographs behind you, your father and yeah. Miller and, and all that. You And you tell me you can't find 10 Republicans yeah. in the United States yeah. Senate that will do the right thing? Yeah. When all of them just voted for it under George W. Bush. I mean, it's, Thank it's you. that's where, I mean, in this Republican Party, they don't even use racist dog whistles anymore, Joe. It's a foghorn in Virginia. Bingo. I mean, and the media, as we keep saying, doesn't help. Where's the interview with one black mom right. and how she feels about her kids not being taught about the history of racism in the country? I mean, why, why did the media just, you know, talk about this is clever education strategy banning a tony morrison book that's your education oh, strategy please. i mean you know don't even get me started i mean i i said it i said it the other day it's like you know it's like a, a biology teacher in high school teaching brain surgery shut up <laughs> i loved your tweet i respect aaron Rodgers for his skill but i'm about to kick his ass for invoking dr martin luther king's letter from birmingham <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> Pat, can you imagine taking, he took the whole thing out of context. Yeah. I mean, totally out of, <laughs> out of, and, 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 and then, of course, we realized he just lied. I mean, he just Well, you said it on Twitter. You said the Green Bay Packers and the NFL have to be held accountable for letting Aaron Rodgers lie about his vaccination status. I mean, talk about from January 6th to that. Mm -hmm. There can't be different rules, you know, for people that are, you know, whatever. I talked to a a friend. I talked to a friend I played ball with in college, and he played pro, went on to play pro bowl. And I said, I said, what? just give me the inside scoop. He said that Aaron Rodgers actually kicked the whole Green Bay Packer organization under the bus because they had to know 
that he was not vaccinated. So somebody either changed, they must have forged the medical report because all the teams have to issue a medical report. Yeah. And he said, so they either forged it or he lied on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe Madison, I love you. I love our team here at SiriusXM. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but SiriusXM still has a picture of Stephanie Mills up when my show is on. <laughs> and I've never wanted them to change it because I love it well, so wait much. Wait and Frangela Stephanie loves the Mills fact that the I become Stephanie Mills for the Black yeah, Power Hour. We don't want it changed. No, we want, no, we like it that way. Yes. Yeah. I sometimes break into when I think of home, I think of <laughs> a place with, with love overflowing. Okay. All right. Somebody actually went I to a sexy liberal concert and they thought it was a Stephanie Mills show. And they <laughs> stayed and they still enjoyed the sexy liberal show. Even no, though I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to get tickets to your show. Oh, we'll get you tickets oh, anytime you, you want. You'll, you'll be on panel for God's yes. sakes. All right. Um, listen, please tell Mrs. Eagle. Me, but, tell, but, tell Mrs. Eagle to take good care of you. You're precious. Ever since you, uh, you know, beat me out for Radio Hall of Fame, I've really, I've not bitter at all, and I've loved you so much. You're an American oh, institution. Oh, Stephanie, Louise. I don't even, rem- I don't even remember it. I don't even, rem- I don't remember it. Stephanie. Yes. Stephanie, I voted for you. <laughs> I voted for you. <laughs> anyway, tell her See, to keep that's you. That's what happened. We, we, that's right. Tell Mrs. Eagle, I'm jealous of her, but to keep you safe on this hunger strike. And thank you for standing up for democracy and for voting rights. We appreciate it. We appreciate and, you. And let's get let's get these folks to do let's get these people to do the the, the right yeah, thing. They've yeah. got three three things they can do and pick one. Yeah, and let's get this. Let's let, let's turn this yeah. around. Yeah. And Joe can't do this for long. Joe is ripped. Biden ain't gonna get reelected. Yeah, Biden's not gonna get reelected without the black vote. That's right. And they they'll never win another national election. They need us. That's yep. right. That's right. And please, Joe is he's not skinny, but he's ripped, and he can't do this for very long. So let's hurry up and get voting rights. We love you, Joe Madison. You God, you Adonis, you. I love you. Goodbye. I'm, love you, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Bye bye. Bye bye. 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 This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. I'm only seeing Anonymous on the Zoom. Oh, it's Miles Taylor. (laughs) He has a face. Yes, a face. Such a patriot, (laughs) and he's ready to go work out just like you. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Did did it give you an extra layer of pleasure? How insane it drove Donald Trump about who Anonymous was. I mean, during that whole period. To be honest with you, Stephanie, there there weren't a lot of reasons to crack a grin in that time period. But I'd be lying if I said um, I, I didn't at least enjoy a little bit how ballistic it made him go but at the same time it was alarming i mean the president became so obsessed with 
you know, uh, yet another quote unquote witch hunt that um, he didn't do his job. And so, yeah, but, but, you know, look, I still smile when he decides to come after me and when he pretends some days to not have known me, but then to have known me, but known I was so low level that I didn't matter, but then didn't know me again. So I just think it shows that um, you were he's um, getting older. He's got yeah. a little bit of dementia. <laughs> you were the coffee boy's coffee boy, apparently. That's um, right. That's right. <laughs> if you've just tuned in, life. this is Miles Taylor, a.k.a. the famous anonymous. New York Times the, bestselling author. Yes, New York Times bestselling author, co-founder of Renew America movement. Um Speaking of renewing America, you tweeted the GOP. You sort of echoed what Jackie Spear just said right there. The GOP civil war has gone from figurative to physical, and that should worry all of us. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how many people have to warn us that we are really at a very dangerous point, right? I mean, I'm these just my two headlines this morning, Miles. Gun-loving Trump supporters are amassing shock troops to attack democracy, according to a former firearms executive. Death threats, tweets, jolt uh, GOP infrastructure reporters. I mean... Is it going to move the needle, you think, with Republicans that Marjorie Taylor Greene is giving out their phone numbers for voting for infrastructure? So now they're getting death threats along with the members she's Democratic members she's directly threatening. Yeah, this is real. This is real and it's very bad and it's not politics and it's not hyperbole. I mean, it's actually become, Stephanie, in my mind, a national security threat. Now, I'm not actually in politics. I've never worked on a political campaign. I am now because of this fight against Trump, but I've spent my whole career in national security. This is one of the biggest public safety threats I've seen in our time, is this intense uh, civil discord across the country. Two examples just this week. Uh, One was yesterday, uh, Trump said in an interview, basically said in response to the fact that the protesters on January 6th, the insurrectionists rather, were saying they should hang Mike Pence. Trump says, well, you know, they were angry. He basically justifies yes, it. He basically yes. justifies the fact that they wanted to hang the vice president yeah. of the United States. Now, to Donald Trump, that's loose talk. But to his supporters, yeah. that's a loaded gun yes. that they can go fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what's really scary about it. That's one piece. Number two is I was having a conversation this week with a friend who still works for the FBI and talking about the domestic terrorism uh, numbers that they're seeing, the number of cases they're tracking nationwide. And this person's comment to me was uh, basically the numbers have gone up tenfold since you were in government. Okay, tenfold yeah. the number of domestic terrorism cases they're tracking since I left the administration. That's a direct result of the former president's rhetoric. That's yeah. pretty scary stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you and Olivia Troy, who we've had on the show, uh, I don't know if you're both still Republican, but you're our velociraptors now. Speaking of velociraptors. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you still consider yourself a Republican? Where are you on that? You know, look, I, I do because I'm holding out hope that uh, we can bring the GOP back from the brink. But here, here's why it's important for people like me to remain a Republican, because if all of the center-right Republicans and the moderates jump ship, we're just ceding the whole battlefield to the extremists. Yeah. And even if we all went and joined the Democratic Party, one party rule is not good for this country. And we know that eventually, like all things in American politics, the pendulum will swing back. But if it swings back and we have a thousand miniature Trumps in the GOP, the country's going to be a lot worse for it. So, I mean, what we're trying to do over at Renew America Movement is protect the common sense coalition at the center, protect the good Republicans against the yeah. bad ones, pure and simple. Um, but that's really hard to do in this environment. And and I'm not, uh, yeah. you know, I, my friends call me Mr. Brightside, but I'm, I've got no illusions about how tough that battle's going to be. Yeah. 
I, I hope that dream gets drowned in a bathtub, as uh, Governor Chris would say. <laughs> I'm kidding. I hope we can go back to hating each other and arguing over real things again. That's I, what I'm hoping. I want to come on here and just have you written me to shreds for my... I want you to be wrong about an entirely different set of things <laughs> yeah. than you are currently wrong about. But I don't know if you see looming over my shoulder. That's my daddy that ran with Goldwater in 64. So I, I actually share your hope in the sense that I'm never going to be on the GOP side, but... We do need two functioning parties in this country, and my dad and Goldwater would not recognize whatever this party has become. I mean, it's just—it really is. I, well, they're not a govern—they're not a governing party anymore. Maybe even more than two parties. I mean, here's the thing: right now, yes, whatever would hurt system, Republicans, I am for that. Miles, you do that. <laughs> Amen. I mean, we would—we would love to, in certain states, set up a competitive center right third party that can compete <gasps> against the GOP if it doesn't reform. I that mean, is something a, that we've said we're looking at. That's is a fantastic idea. That's, plausible. that's a fantastic idea, Miles. I am all, see, we agree again. There we go. Absolutely <laughs> a center-right third party. Do it. Um, <laughs> but you did, you make a point, you make a point in the work you're doing now. Following the insurrection, moderate voters began ditching the uh, GOP in uh, groves. I have a former LAPD friend of mine who has been a conservative all his life. He's like, that was it. The, you know, attacking the the cops on uh, January 6th, that's it. I'm done. I'm gone from the Republican Party. Um, but you say at the same time a record proportion claimed to be independent while a Gallup poll showed the largest increase in Democratic Party affiliation in a, in a, a decade. Join us. Just join us. Make be, Join our big tent, Miles. <laughs> well, I hear you. Look, um, I, I, I think there's bad news, actually, for both parties. Um, when you look at that Gallup number, that 50 percent, that's also partly because a lot of people have left the Democratic Party. Um, and, and it's a historic number. But, but this is what I compare it to, Stephanie, is, is this dissatisfaction is like any other consumer demand problem. Right now, you or I could order clothes from wherever we want, food from wherever we want, ride shares from wherever, scooters, you name it. We've got more choice and competition in today's economy than anyone has ever had in world history. Ironically, the only place we don't have choice and competition is in our democracy. Yeah. is, you know, in states across the country, the political parties have, you know, really tightened up the laws in their favor, and especially in red states with the Republican Party, and they've made it very difficult to compete. And the result is you've got more and more extreme people winning primaries, and then they're guaranteed to win the general election. That's what we've got to break down to give those disaffected voters, half the country, more choice and competition like they expect in their democracy. It's one of the things that we're trying to do, and yeah. a center-right third party well, could be an avenue, but there's a lot of ways. Quite seriously, Miles, you make a good point, and, uh, you know, again, the, your organization, it, it, this is just bad for America. You say, as, national, as rational Republicans flee, more radical ones are doubling down on extremist political positions. Um, and you, you cite this poll that says a majority of Southern Republicans, 66%, support the idea of secession. I mean, people are throwing that around like it's nothing. Right. It's like civil yeah. war is, is it, it, they're throwing that term around lightly. And you're right. The less rational people like you there are, the more it's a party now. of Paul Gosar's and Marjorie Taylor Greens, who are well, sorry, you, but completely crazy. Can you imagine if that figure had come out during the Obama administration? Yeah. Republicans would be, you know, they'd be talking about it for months and months and months about how we you know, need to break away. It clearly, you know. People are so disaffected with Obama that they want to break away, but they're trying to sweep that step under the rug because they realize that it's uh, it's a result of their extremist former president, Donald Trump, urging folks to uh, go radical direction. But I mean, the, you can't overstate 
that data point that more than half of Southern Republicans think they should secede from the union. I mean, wake up, people. This isn't a shock poll. It's not a mock yeah. poll. This is a real legitimate poll. And go yeah. talk to these people. That's how they actually feel. Um, and it's a result of failed leadership. Uh, you know, if we hadn't had a president like Donald Trump, I swear to you, that number wouldn't be the way it is. But yeah. he gives these people the green light. Well, and I feel like Democrats are relatively in array, although you wouldn't know from the mainstream media. We just passed right. a major infrastructure bill. But, I mean, Republicans really are in disarray, aren't they? I mean, this really is a, a battle for the soul of your party. I mean, you were tweeted about when you go against Trump and his minions, they literally try to erase you. I mean, and yet we read a story yesterday, right, Travis, about, you know, Trump getting in the middle of all these Senate races mm-hmm. is really effing things up for them. <laughs> like, you know, they're losing good candidates and over this loyalty test to Trump and, you know, his, you know, endless ability to relitigate 2020 over and over again, right? Yeah, I mean, it. you know, look, it, it just shows how petty they are. That example that you cited, racing history, is very... Um, there's just a thousand examples throughout the Trump administration. I mean, in my case, the the Stalin-esque move that I witnessed is after I spoke out against the president, one of his stormtroopers at DHS went to the plaque of my name on the wall, unscrewed it and flipped it over oh so that it would be hidden to, you know, to erase me. Um, that's comical and silly. What's, and what's more worrisome is that individual. And according to that article, that individual, people were worried he was so incensed he was going to come into the office and, and, and shoot people up. I yeah, mean, they were, they they were worried. For their right. safety. The, I had to have a protective detail at the time because of death threats. And the picture of Trump's guy at DHS who did that, they sent my security detail that photograph because they said, we want you to be on the lookout. This guy yeah. may come after him. I mean, this is how insane it is. Yeah. If I quit the Bush administration where I worked, I worked for Dick Cheney's office and DHS. And if I quit the Bush administration in protest... They'd have been mad at me. Yeah, see, that's one place we don't want. <laughs> but if I'd quit in protest. No, it's like me cheering you know for Liz Cheney on January 6th committee. I'm like, oh. there you go. Oh, God, a Cheney's so right. The, <laughs> the Bush crew would have admonished me, but they wouldn't have tried to kill me yeah. if I had quit in protest. Miles, the Trump crew, Magaland, wants to kill me because I don't yeah. like their guy. No, Miles, Because I witnessed I, him firsthand and he's a lunatic. I mean, I, you know, I've been a flaming liberal for quite some time, but we do have something in common in that I come from a very Republican family. My dad was chairman of the RNC, but he was also a Nuremberg prosecutor. And the fact that people are openly yeah. saying we want to burn books, we want to burn, literally, has yeah. no one read a history book? <laughs> We're literally, no, no, we just don't want to ban them. We want to burn them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just chilling. The, the, the. You know, uh, just the outright fascism that we're hearing in, in, in some quarters. And I, I don't think it's hyperbole when you look at January 6th to say this is an ongoing coup. As Malcolm Nance says, it's an ongoing insurgency, really, that, that, is, enab- you know, that is enabled by your former boss, Trump, and, and, and incited, I, excuse me, incited, not just enabled, incited. I, I genuinely don't know what mega MAGA people still need to hear to convince them that the man they follow is deeply unstable and authoritarian. Um, just the other day, you know, his former spokesperson, Alyssa Farah, who, you know, waited till the end to leave the administration, but to her credit, quit in protest after the insurrection. She went out there and said, yeah, I feared that if he got reelected, we would descend into authoritarianism. Listen up, folks. 
that was Trump's own spokesperson who spent day to day with him. Yes. His comms director, Stephanie Grisham, who also spent time with him, has essentially said the same thing. His former chief of staff, his former national security advisor, many, many people. These aren't just disgruntled employees. This was his inner circle that witnessed him in person and thought he was mentally unstable. Yeah. I have to ask you who you think is going to win this battle in your party? Because I know you said, I wonder how Trump feels about Yunkin not mentioning him once in his victory speech. For the GOP to win, they're learning they must lose Trump. Well, and that it, to the degree that it's an SNL sketch, you know that you know that got under Trump's skin because yeah. it always because it you know his skin is what do we call him? Trump with thin skin. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there you go. But right, I mean, it's just it is going to be who wins that war between the Trumpers and the, the the sane people in your party, I guess, if there's any left. Well, look, there's. There's a silver lining there in the Glenn Youngkin victory. You know, you mentioned it. Republicans have found that there is a playbook to go win post-Trump. Hopefully that convinces more moderates to do the same. But your bigger question about the GOP civil war is a really tough one. I think it's gone through three phases. The very first phase uh, was when the Tea Party arose. I called that open hostilities, right? That's when the party was just pitted against each other, the far right against the center. Second phase is what I call uh, the detente, as Trump becomes president, it's not really a detente, it's more like the intimidation. And he silences the dissidents in the party for four years. Now we're in a third phase of the GOP civil war called rebellion. And um, and that should tell you where it's at. And that is, it's a rational rebellion, but um, it's a rebellion because uh, this side that I'm on is a much smaller side. I think the, the MAGA folks really command the majority of the party at the moment. So it really is an uphill battle. Uh, and I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a decade long struggle to try to get the GOP back from the brink. Yeah. And as I'm saying that, that that's what woke my little puppy up, Martini. This is Martini. He's he wants to win the GOP civil war, but he's going to have to weigh more than six pounds to make that. happen. Martini does not look ready for a scrap, but OK. <laughs> no, no not isn't. at all. Just a scrap of food is all that guy will get up for. <laughs> I thought that was a swifter. You just lift up. But OK, <laughs> that was your dog. Um. So I have to ask you, because you seem so sane. Oh, God, now we're running out of time. Mm -hmm. What was it in the first place that made you think, this seems like a good idea to go work for Donald Trump? Because it took you from that to when you wrote Anonymous. Yeah, I'll tell you the exact answer. Um, It was a good idea because it was a bad idea, if that makes (laughs) sense. I had a friend say to me, why would you go in? He's crazy. And my exact answer was, because he's crazy. (laughs) You know, Donald Trump was number 17 of 17, in the Republican primaries that I thought should win, right? He, you know, I, I helped Paul Ryan with his Trump inoculation plan, which failed spectacularly, right? Mm-hmm. We did not uh, succeed in keeping him out of office. But once he won, the fear was that he would do exactly what we saw him do. So I urged, you know, rational Republicans who'd been in the past administration rush into that administration and try to stabilize it. Um, but that's where we were wrong. We were wrong in thinking yeah. we could be guardrails because the only guardrail is the American people and their vote. And that's why I ultimately quit and said, look, don't rely on unelected bureaucrats. Yeah. You have got to go vote him out. Um, I appreciate you and your bravery. And I'm, we're so excited. This is your first time on. I hope you, when you were first uh, you know, outed as anonymous, I was like, ooh, he's cute. And then <laughs> <laughs> secondly. And now you're like, but he dresses like a slop tart. No. <laughs> you're fantastic. You fit right in here. Yeah. And I wish you the best of luck, mostly with your third party, center right third party. Absolutely. You've got all your life to live, all your love to give. Absolutely. A third party but we, is a fantastic idea. We have linked to it at your uh, Twitter and your yes. Facebook page, okay. Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Come back again, Miles. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And that little swifter of a dog of yours. <laughs>